0: with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Beach Bod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game changing full body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair, and maybe you've grown some Winter Man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to Get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscape.com and getting 20% off in free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 4.0 Waterproof Cordless Body Trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pant, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the Performance Package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Please use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at Manscaped.com. Promo code Bubba.
1: To all of these men, I
0: want
2: to say that football is not just a game, but a way of life.
0: You there, Favre? I'm here. I think he's
2: done a few of these before. I think he knows how to operate. Yeah,
0: he knows how to do this shit. He always has the same backdrop, too. You need to have a fancy backdrop, Favre. Uh, I I'm still working on that. So Tony, how you doing, man?
2: Good, brother. How are you?
0: Good to I'm see good. you. I'm good. You look good. I he, feel good. He does look good, doesn't he, Brett? He's he's all swollen up like he can maybe play again, maybe. <laughs> He couldn't. Uh,
1: he, I think we both can answer that question with a firm no. <laughs> I
0: would
2: be leaving a hamstring at the five-yard line and a a knee at the <laughs> ten-yard line. Brett Favre,
0: Brett Favre on uh, Tony Mandritz and Mines' Past Packer podcast. So so Brett, we do. I I had to, you know I had you on my show. You know maybe about a year ago or so. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big Packer fan and you know nationally syndicated radio guy and I'm like you know what. I saw that 30 for 30 thing about Tony and it was so transparent. And so like Tony didn't blame anybody but himself for being a fuck up. And, and so I was like, I'm going to get that guy on there. And uh, we just kind of started to hit it off, hit it off. And I said, Hey, Tony, let's do, I'm pretty familiar with what people are offering in the Packer world. I know um, uh, who's the center, Uh, the the McCarron, McCarron, Larry, Larry. Yeah. Great guy. He was before your time. Poor guy, the crappy teams. Boy, the Packers really sucked back in the seventies and or in the early eighties. And um they do a, they, sucked,
2: th- they sucked when on the end of until Brett
0: <laughs> They <laughs> sucked until far until the four got there. It's just that's pretty much how you can ride it. Well on
2: it. the end of Mikowski, when Mikowski was there and then when, when he got hurt, then when Brett came in, then it took
0: off. But you gotta understand before Mikowski was you had Len Dickey and he had uh, uh, Len Dickey had Andy at right. one time.
1: Len was a good player.
0: Yeah, well and Lynn Dickey had he had James uh, Paul Kaufman, who was a badass tight end. He had He'll John back. Jefferson and James Lofton at one time. Not a bad trio. I mean, just right. throw that ball up there; one of those guys will get it. Speak. Speaking of which, uh, Favre, I know that this is, a, and I apologize for asking it in, in advance, but who's your all-time favorite receiver? Now you know our first pass Packer podcast. We had Sterling Sharp on. We had we had him on. And boy, that was a little bit awkward, just to be honest with you. Well,
1: Sterling can be abrasive. I I, I don't know if that's what you're. you're
0: (laughs) Well, it wasn't. So, me and Tony, it's our very first one, and we get them all ready to go be like, hey, Sterling, this is Bubba and Tony. We're just here to throw you some softballs about being a Packer. No big deal. You know, you know, and he goes, if you're looking for somebody to talk about back in the day stuff and what I did as a player, you're talking to the wrong dude. And me and Tony were just like, oh, shit. Well,
2: <laughs> it was more, Bubba, it, was, <laughs> it was nervous about it than I was because I know. Sterl. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I know, how, I mean, he can come off, like you said, abrasive or standoffish, but it's like, what you see is what you get.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: there's no, there's no sugar coating. But, but, a, you but see, about you
0: in about 15 minutes or 10 minutes, we had them lathered up, and we were talking about that throw that you made, and 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 uh, Detroit. Remember that hail? Not, not yeah. a hail mary, but it was uh, broken coverage, I think. And you, and and you, and and he barely was in bounds when you when you threw. That was like a what a 54 yarder or something.
1: Well, the, that's probably how far I threw it. Right. <laughs> it was like 25 30 yards uh touchdown to to win the playoff game.
0: Yeah, he talked we got him talking about that and we got him talking about a few other things, but going back over to you Brett, um what who was you had some great great receivers. I could pick who I think your favorite two would be, but I'd rather hear it from you. You
2: know,
1: I, I get asked that question probably more than any. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: um I, the answer is I don't have a favorite one. I, I, it was like I had different stages of receivers. Sterling was was a perfect uh, receiver for me in my first two years because I was raw. I didn't understand the offense yet. So I was able to rely on him. Look, Sterling, had he not – first of all, let me just say this. He should be in the Hall of Fame.
0: That's a and it's, a, no it's absolutely there's atrocity no that he's whether not he in. Whether you like
1: him or not, he should be in the hall of fame. Absolutely. Um, but, but he, he was the type of receiver that he wasn't, he never could practice. He had a bad uh neck and he had a bad tur- turf toe that he had surgery on. So, uh, but he was his football IQ was off the charts, and i he, he may have been a four six guy at best, but that was beside the point. You threw it to Sterling. Either he caught it or pass interference or the ball fell incomplete. Period.
0: He, he was literal, so, he's there literally
1: was no, there was no wrong throw to Sterling.
0: He was literally one of those kind of receivers where they use the excuse, if it touches your hand, you gotta catch it. Like even as his fingertip.
1: Absolutely. And and when he was covered, which a lot of times he was covered because he um because he couldn't outrun anyone. He knew how to position his body, and and uh, he had the strongest hands of any receiver I ever played with. But so he would be a, a favorite, and would have been no telling how many years we would have played together, and, and uh, eclipsed all kinds of records. But he gets hurt, then I get Robert Brooks, another South Carolina guy. Yeah, Robert has a great career. I enjoy the heck out of. We have a record together, ninety-nine yard. Against Chicago on Monday Night Football. Monday
0: Night Football at Chicago. Totally was that at Chicago? At Chicago. At Chicago. Right. Yeah, and that in the old, not, an old Soldier Field, the old, dilapidated.
1: Yeah, yeah, e- exactly. Uh, but then Robert was gone. Then Antonio Freeman steps in. Antonio probably and Donald probably are the longest tenured guys I pl- played with and have the most statistics with. I loved Antonio. Football IQ off the charts. I love Driver. Uh, mm-hmm. Driver is one of those great stories. Was a track guy at Alcorn, played one year of football. Uh, was raw, much like myself when I entered the league, but managed to learn the game while playing and had a sensational career. Uh, and then fast forward to. Minnesota, the, the best statistical year with a receiver was Sidney Rice. I had one year with him, second year he was hurt. But he had 15 or 16 touchdowns. He, he much like Sterling, could not miss. You know, it was, a, it was a no-brainer throwing it to him. Another South Carolina guy, three of my favorite one. – three of the, some of my favorite receivers were South Carolina guys. Interesting. Uh, interesting
0: so tony talked tony and sterling were talking about last time we had him on about how different lindy's offense was from from holmgren's and that lindy's was like almost like like swahili like it was just uh, off the chart you know and tony was like tony was saying like was sometimes he'd he be so he couldn't even figure it out You go up to the line of scrimmage have to ask whoever's verba whoever's beside you what the play was
2: well you'd have to call a down guy like who's the mic right now it's like who's the mic we're Remember when we played Minnesota, well, I mean, we only were together one year, you and I, but when we would play Minnesota, Dolman was, he wore number 56, which would typically designate you as a linebacker, but he was right. a down lineman, Right. So we would always have to designate, you know, who the Mike was, so we knew the whole blocking scheme for the O-line and the backs, and and then obviously Brett, and then whoever, whether it was James Campen or Frank Winters after my time, they would have to be on the same page to agree. Cause sometimes there'd be shouting matches on the field being like, no, this guy's Mike. No, this guy's Mike. And you know, you get quarterback and center arguing on the field about who's Mike. And we're just kind of like, just tell me who Mike is. So I know what the blocking scheme is.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, Holmgren, I, I obviously was not with Lindy. Uh, but when I got to, to green Bay and saw the playbook, I thought, What in the hell did I get myself (laughs) in? Look, at Southern Miss, I started all four years and threw for just four or 5,000 yards in in four years. I I say that because we didn't throw the ball very much. And that was in an era where you didn't throw the ball very much anyway. But we were an option. That's right. We were an option team. We were an eye formation team. And when we, our, our base passes, were sprint outs on the move play action bootlegs stuff like that stuff that i felt comfortable with so when i get to green bay totally different west coast offense which i'd heard of it but it was totally unfamiliar with it there was no shotgun we didn't do shotgun until 2000 2002 somewhere in that neighborhood Um, but it was the verbiage was unbelievable and I'll give you an example. Here's one play. Brown left, tight, close, Z right. Sprint right, solid, Z quick, drag. <laughs> now, I, I say that easy, and it comes off. It, sound, with, it
0: sounds pretty damn good for you saying it. I might tell you, I said it sounds pretty damn smart you saying it. Now, when, <laughs> when you learn it for the first
1: time, there's most of our plays were long verbiage. And I remember Ty Deppner one time uh, in the quarterback room saying do we do we really need sixteen words for one play? And no. I, I totally agree. No, so but the thing about runs in the West Coast offense, uh, just in regards to the, the, the play and play calls and stuff, the the names meant the route or the 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 scheme. So, for example, Texas told everyone what to do from a receiver and a back standpoint. The the numbers were the protection. So 22 Texas, 22 was everything to the lineman and the blocking back, and obviously the quarterback. Um, two jet planker drive, X shallow cross.
0: Um, Look at old Favre. Just, he just blurted these right on out like it was yesterday. Well, I, I, I played
1: 18 years in the same offense, 16 with Green Bay and two in Minnesota. So, uh,
0: you finally got it down <laughs> right when I, my career was over. So Brett, what was the one play that was like, you know, third and what, third, third, and four, you know, you, you got, you got what tra- Who your your big for the longest time. I think it was either Ken Rutgers and, and Earl Dotson, or it was Clifton and Trousher were kind of your, were kind of your guys most, most of your career, I think. And you know, yeah. you, you needed four, you needed four. You know what? What? What does Brett Favre like?
1: Fox two X and Y hood was the play that I, I. I obviously I've never researched it, but the play that I ran the most in the West Coast offense, if I had to guess, would be green right, which is I right. Fox two X and Y hood. You fake a draw. Shamira, Keith Jackson, Ed West, Mama Franks. Know, uh, any one of those guys who run a eight to 12 yard hook, that was your number one read. Then you go to, if, if that's covered, you go backside to the X on a hook as well, to the fullback on the little, he he runs through like he's blocking the mic and then he burst out to the weak side to the left. Um, so you had a Y, X to the fullback. And if it was some type of blitz or, or quarters coverage where the safeties are flat, you had an outside post with a Z to the strong side, so the, to the side of the tight end. You had a skinny post or a go route, depending on coverage. Um, that was the most, the play, I, if I had to bet, that's the play we ran the most and I had the most success with.
0: Uh, I probably know the answer to this one, but – your favorite center, I would say probably your boy Frankie, Frankie Winters, but a lot of people don't know that you played with, I think Wells was a center for you for a, a couple of years. Um, Scotty Wells,
1: Mike uh, Flanagan.
0: Um, Campy. Campy Campy was your first year, wasn't he? Campy was my first center, and let me
1: tell you, I loved all of them. The guy that I played the most with and had the, the strongest relationship with was Frank Winters, obviously. We were roommates. We came in together. Now, he was several years older um, but we hit it off and I, I enjoyed all my centers. Campy was a piece of work. Now, I mean,
0: <laughs> that's what Tony said. Tony, Tony says that Campy was just a piece of work. Not. Everybody loved Campy, oh, but okay. he was always pulling oh some kind of rib or some kind of bullshit going on with Campy. Yeah. And I don't
1: even know if he's coaching still.
2: Yeah, he is. He's in Carolina.
1: What? what I'll coach, coach at, too.
2: Coach at offensive line at Carolina.
1: They got their hands full. Yeah. but he, yeah. but he's a hell of a guy, hell of a coach, and was a heck of a player.
0: And Flanagan, he, I think he went kind of for he played center for a, I think a year or so, didn't he?
1: Uh, longer than that, Flanning was a hell of a guy and a hell of a center, considering that he had a terrible break in his leg. The mm. the I, I, if I my memory serves me well, the first preseason game of his first year. They had him on kickoff return, setting a wedge, and a guy went low and hit him in the leg and had a terrible break. And he to come back from that was nothing short of a miracle.
0: Tony, uh, Tony, were you ever in the uh, in the in the huddle and and Fav lit up some ass like somebody lost me missed a assignment uh, or and Far Favre got up on you guys? Did he ever get on you guys? No, no, I man. never did that. Never did.
1: No. no, I was never I was never that type of player.
2: You know, uh, Brett. One of the things I found interesting, and I didn't even like realize this because I I wouldn't pay attention to this when we were talking to Sterling. He talked about all the like qu- you know quarterbacks that he had played with. Mm-hmm. He said, and in I guess Mike's system or was it Lindy's system? He was talking about that rarely would the quarterback because the quarterback had so much information to take in once the series was over from. The head coach to the coordinator to the quarterback coach that he rarely ever talked to. Like re- rarely, he said would the quarterback and him come together and talk about, "Hey, look, you know, next time we go out there, this, this, or this, or this guy's playing me soft, or or whatever," which really surprised me because usually you see a lot of quarterbacks and and yeah. receivers talking on the sideline. Is that is that? Well, did you notice that, or was that something that you remember?
1: Yeah. Well, we. We didn't talk a lot. Once I became starter, if there was any talking between the two, it would be initiated by Sterling. And and I'll explain why. (laughs) I I didn't have – I was not in a position to, even though I was the quarterback, to give many directions because I was learning myself. You know, it was hard for me. It would be ridiculous for me to say, well, I need you to do this on this route because I was still learning the offense. Now what Sterling would say more than once, probably thousands of times is if you want to, if you want to have success, throw this damn ball to me. (laughs) And that resonated with me because every time I threw it to him, I think he caught 108 balls, and 115 balls back to back, something like that broke his own record. Um, the first touchdown I threw against Cincinnati was a little – he was the third read. I think it was like a three-yard touchdown pass. And If you went back and looked at it, there was about four guys draped on him, and he stuck his butt out. He was like right on the one, and he stuck his butt out, and they were reaching around like this, and he just snagged it with his hands and bulldozed in for the touchdown.
2: He was strong as
1: yeah, he was. he was super strong he he never slipped the worse the conditions the better he was um just an amazing player and extremely extremely bright on and off the field and and wanted you to know that as
2: well
0: I I,
2: I, I told <laughs> he him wasn't I, humble about it <laughs> I, yeah
0: I heard a story and I forget where I heard it but I asked Sterling this too. And he thought he thought I don't know if he said he remembered it. Remember, Tony, where it might have been a game or practice. And I think Brett maybe I think Sterling might have held out that that camp or something like that. And um, he wasn't in camp for very long, but he was in camp a little bit. And I think Brett either overthrew him or something like that and, and came back to the huddle. And again, this is a story that's been told, so it's probably not even correct. And I guess Brett said, you know, come on, come on, Sterling. You should have had it or, or something like that. And, and he said something back at you. And you said, if you would have been at practice with the rest of us, you would have caught it. <laughs> Did you remember that story, there, Brett? There's probably some truth to that. Where you, uh, you kind of lit him up and said, well, had you been at practice, training camp, you would have caught that ball. It's not my fault.
1: There's probably some truth to that. And I was, I was probably put in my place really quick. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know,
1: Sterling had that. Uh, it, it was obvious he had a neck injury because he had a, a chin strap from his yeah. shoulder pass to the back of his helmet. The only player I've ever seen have that. So he, I, I'm assuming it was it was there to keep his head from going forward too much.
2: That's what he said.
1: Um, yeah. That ultimately is what ended his career. But his turf toe was, I, I think he would had surgery prior to me getting there. And was not able to practice, and I say that because the success he had, considering that the no practice, I I don't know. I mean, I probably, and I'm just guessing. He probably practiced five times with with when I was there.
0: That's it, five times. Period. And I I may be maybe up to, might be up to, might be be up to. You said
1: (laughs) so. For someone to not practice at all, to play and have success the way he did, is nothing short of amazing.
0: You know, the average the average fan doesn't know what – they don't know what turf toe really is, and he's a really, really, really good friend of mine. In fact, Tony and I are thinking about going seeing him. Uh, uh, Deion Sanders is uh, – him and I are really, really, really close friends, and uh, he had – he showed me his turf toe before he got it most recently – Damn near, amput- yeah. damn near amputated. Yeah. But boy, I don't think people real high, realize how bad of an injury that, you know, it didn't sound like much turf toe, but man, that, that it is bad, horrible. Especially
1: for a receiver, yeah. probably more so than a DB, but because the receiver has to like really push off of it, make the brakes, come out of uh, brakes really sharp and and put a lot of force on it.
2: And I would say you probably rarely come out of it at a hundred percent unless it's an off season. Right. I mean, you know, you know, you're going to try to get back on the field when it's a lot better than it was, but it's still going to constantly keep getting re-injured.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre on the Pass Packers podcast, our second one. Boy, well, I gotta tell you, Tony, we're kicking ass. We got, I mean, two. Two of the all-time greats, one and two, Sterling and, and Brett Favre. So, Brett, I was going through some some of your tackles and stuff like that, and I always wanted to know what happened to this guy. I know they drafted him out of UCL I'm sorry, USC. He was a big kid, 6'7", 300 uh, John Michaels, and he started as a rookie, and then was gone. Like, I, 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 what ha- what happened with him?
1: Well, he was around for I don't, I don't remember the years, but he was around longer than a year. Right, uh, John was. Uh, he looked the part. Was an, just an extremely nice guy, uh, very bright. Uh, in fact, when you talk to him, if you if you were to talk to him on the phone, the last thing you would peg him as is a football player. <laughs> it, it, that makes sense. You know, you you would you would think he's a, running a Fortune five hundred company or something like that.
2: <laughs> Real bright.
1: Nothing against him. Uh, but you know, pro football was not his thing. It just it didn't work out for him. Uh, you know, again, he looked apart, but but uh, I I, th- I saw a lot of him. But you it know, happens often. You know, a guy comes in, first round
0: pick. Uh, we're looking at one of the guys, right? I mean, we're looking at one guy right now. I mean, that's yeah. one thing well, that Tony 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 doesn't hide. He's like, hey, I. I was a fuck up in my, my first three or four years. I was a real, but he, he's
1: not by himself. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's probably way more first round picks who, for whatever reason, didn't live up to the expectations. than there are guys like Tom Brady or Kurt Warner. Those, those probably are more prominent than, you know, you hear stories about a guy that's undrafted or black, Brock Purdy. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of a 50-50. 1st First-round picks sometimes they pan out, sometimes they don't. But oftentimes, it's a guy you go, "Hell, we picked this guy last in the draft, and look at him. He's he's won sixteen straight games as a quarterback. Um, that's more of the norm than than first-round picks panning out."
0: A lot of people don't remember that. I think Green Bay. I think I think Kurt Warner played a year or two under you, didn't he, Brett? No, he was in the training camp. Training, with us. training camp.
1: He, he had just had a really good year in the arena league, and uh, that got him a shot uh, in training camp with us. But uh, he, he he didn't he didn't have any reps. I mean, it was hard to say. I mean, you know, I've been asked so many times, did you see that in Kurt Warner, that Hall of Fame? No, I didn't. But it's, it's. I'm not saying that with any disrespect. I mean, how how could I see that when you don't take any reps?
0: So. Right, right. A lot of people don't know that you played that Jim McMahon's last couple of years with with the Packers. A lot of people don't know that. That's. Let me that's-
1: tell you, when it, when it comes to football IQ, I played 20 years. There was no one like Jim McMahon.
0: Really. His
1: football IQ was off the charts. It was unbelievable. So in
0: 1996, because I was good. Well, I met Dion in, in 94, 95, and he comes to Tampa and is on my show and stuff and sees that I'm a Packer fan. We remain friends. He wanted me to play his rap album when I was on a rap station, so I did and everything. And so the Packers, you guys played the green, green bay played at da- dallas for the nfc championship no for the nfc divisional game i think it was it the championship or the divisional game in 96 Probably the
1: championship i think we played four times there in yeah. a row and one was a divisional so he, get, other, championship.
0: he gets me tickets he goes just stay with sponge just stay with me i said okay i'll stay with you I'll, you know whatever so uh, but he knows nice that yeah, he knows i'm a great he, sponge so he knows he knows i'm a packer fan so i got these tickets for me to go anywhere i want to go I accept your guys' locker room, but I can go in Dallas' locker room and I can – so for the entire first half of the game, I'm over on your guys' side of the field. I'm like, oh, my God, there's Chris Jackie and there's Reggie White and there's Brett Favre. Man, and I had one of those – it was so back in the day, I had one of those kind of um, 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 cameras that was in a box and then you just took down to Walgreens and they would develop them for you. <laughs> so um, – at come halftime, um, I'm in Dallas's and it's a really close game. I think we're up 24-21, or, or it's a close game. It's 96. It's a 96 playoff game in, in, in Dallas. And I go up to Dion, and he says, Sponge, where you been all game? I'm like, I've been over at the Packers' side of the thing. I saw Brett Favre, and I saw Jim McMahon, and everything's like, don't forget who brought you to the ball game, and so I couldn't, I couldn't go back over to the Packers <laughs> side. The rest I had to stay over there, in the bear and on the on the uh, Dallas side because he was so mad at me.
1: <laughs> yeah, you better dance with the one who brung you.
0: Right. Yeah, so. and he and he attributes if If you remember that game, Brett, it was, um, it might have been our defensive coordinator, but there was a sideline a play that happened no, on the Gil
1: pass. Yeah, was a, yeah. It was our receiver coach. Gil got. Got ran over and almost died.
0: Yeah, and and uh, Dion told told me that it was that ten or twelve minutes of of them, you know, taking care of him and getting an ambulance and stuff like that that they were able to re- kind of redo their 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 defense on us, adjust well, the their momentum, defense.
1: The momentum shifted big time. Right. In their, I mean, we're thinking Gil may die. Right. Uh, I threw a pass, a little a little out route. It was a sprint. I'll, I'll never forget the play, sprint right option. It's in Dallas for quite a while. He he's. I I think Gil's doing much better. Um, after after maybe a year, he was doing a lot better. Right. Gil's getting up there in age now, but
2: I don't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, even though I wasn't there with the Packers at that time, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I
0: mean, he, that was a seriously, nice,
1: he almost died.
0: Yeah. wow. I was there, too. I got in trouble for being on the Packers' sideline, but I was there. <laughs> uh, so, so, Brett, what do you think about, and, and I know I'm not going to make this too current Packer-ish, but, you know, a lot of people are getting on Love, and a lot of people are, you know, down on the Packers right now. And if you fundamentally look at Love, it looks like he's got, the, you know, the tools. It looks like he's got the athleticism. I mean, he's got guys draped all over him with Bakhtiara being out and— and having a makeshift line, but I, I, I don't think. I mean, they're a, they're the youngest team in the NFL. Um, I, I think love can end up being something. I really do. I do
1: too. I do too. You know, I think. Uh, I think the fact that they're young. I think the fact that the expectations on love are uh, unfair, right? And and almost unreachable, especially at this point. You know, Packer fans have gotten spoiled and expect
0: mm-hmm.
1: the same thing that, that that happened in previous years.
0: Well, I mean, and think that- about it. For 30 years, the Packers have had a Hall of Fame they quarterback back-to-back, back, and I don't know of any other franchise. I mean, maybe Kansas City when Joe left. I mean, maybe San Fran when Joe went and Young took over, but I still think that that wasn't near the length of you and Aaron. I don't think. No, it
1: wasn't near the length, uh, but that that's the closest comparison. Right. But, yeah. Uh, but you know, Jordan look—he looks good to me. He's accurate. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of poise. They're just—they're just young. I mean, yeah. they're—they're—they're going to win a few games that they probably shouldn't have won. They're going to lose a bunch of games that they probably should have won. And
0: and, and you know, the era thing is really—you uh, know—I mean, as far as as cap sensitive as the league is you know and, and and you got a guy that you're paying that much and I'm not saying anything bad about him I'm just saying that just really as a general manager as a head coach you're, you're you've lost your you know your, your strong side tackle uh and now I think that even the second place guy is hurt so they're on their third string tackle and I mean you're not gonna I'm not gonna say you're not gonna win any ball games but you certainly are are certainly at a disadvantage when you got your you know your, your third string tackle in there
1: uh without question uh and, and the other pieces uh, on the offense, again, are young. They're going to make young mistakes. Um, and it, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, when, when you watch them, you go – you see flashes of what they can be. And to me, that's what you got to hang your hat on. Yeah. You know, I don't know any of the guys uh, other than their names. And I think that uh, that they have a lot of potential, but I wouldn't expect that to to materialize really quickly.
0: So, um, so Brett, why why? Because ne- I, I, you're as I mean, you're as famous, you're as knowledgeable, you're as well liked you know you come across kind of like a kind of like a, a John Madden well likable you know kind of guy why didn't you ever get into you know like what 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 romo did what aikman did you know what tom brady is going to do did you ever get the big offers when you were just first retiring
1: no i didn't i really didn't inquire um Uh, ESPN kind of reached out and we talked about it, but I'll be honest with you at that time, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but at that time, the last thing I want the, I remember talking to group and I asked him about it and he says, I love it. And he was great at it. Right. He, He was absolutely great. But he said, I'm just wondering before you make any commitments, I just want you to know if you thought travel was bad while you were playing,
0: Man. Oh, yeah, because they got to get into town, like what, two, two three days before start well, asking he, all you guys he, questions. He used the
1: example, I I, it, it, I never even thought about it until he told me. He said, look, say I'm doing a game Monday night in Seattle. I'll leave probably Friday, maybe Thursday, and get back Tuesday afternoon. And I was like, yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's a little tough. That's like playing again
1: it's like playing again. Yeah. And, and, and he said, if you want to be good at it, you got to prepare, you got to study, which I I totally get. You don't want to go blind into national TV and, and say the wrong guy or the wrong coverage. Uh, you know, uh, so you have to study, you have to prepare. And at that point I'd been doing that for 20 years grinding. I was like, I need a break. I need a break.
0: Yeah. You need. I think. I think there's rumor it has it that you like to go out and run your own weed whacker and do all that kind of stuff. Uh at the yeah, we got
1: we got 465 acres. Um, you know, like Frank Winter said one time, he goes, dude, do you have to have that many acres?" <laughs> the, first, the answer to that question is no. Uh, it we it just happened that we we found a piece of property we like, we bought it, and I, I. I, I'll be honest, at times it can be overwhelming things to do, stuff breaking down, irrigation's not working when you're in a drought, uh, air conditioning goes out when, the, when it's the hottest part of the summer. But for the most part, I enjoy doodling and, and fixing things. and
0: Getting on your tractor.
1: Yeah, getting on the tractor, disking fields, planting food plots, pruning uh, trees. Uh, spraying weeds i mean uh, you just prep Favre shit <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah to me normal stuff
0: that's right. awesome right
2: uh yeah, you're not like stuck on your or glued to your phone you know like right. so the people
1: I mean, are outside.
2: Like, in fact makes,
1: i was outside right before I, I, I came running in
0: i can tell you need some sunscreen buddy i'm getting a little <laughs> get a little get, get a little red up there bud
1: well we're, we're in the worst drought maybe ever for right. this area We've had one light drizzle since July seventeenth. Well.
0: Wow. And so Damn. do you what do you do you grow do you, are you do you grow grow anything in particular, Brett? Or are you as far as farming?
1: Um, I try to um uh, I'm not no arborist or a landscape architect, but like I I'll plant trees and uh different oak trees and try to take inferior trees out, you know, uh invasive
0: uh invasive species
1: yeah uh, you know i mean I, I i try to dabble and doodle and do stuff like that but do
0: you have a tree
2: spade for the tractor no
1: i i, I thought usually... about buying one right but it's one of those things that it would sit there 99 percent of the time right. and it would probably get used more by people because when you got stuff, people, people borrow stuff. Right, right. Family
0: borrows shit, then they don't return it as good as they got, or they give it to you half empty or whatever the hell, right? I think
1: with the, the first one you said, yeah. they don't return it.
0: They just yeah. they, they it's like a rental car. If you got a rental car. It's like car- college
1: when you when you borrowed one of your roommate's shirts
0: yeah. and you kept it
1: for about a week. You like it, and after a while, you hid it from me and then you then it was yours after a while well who was away. who
0: was you that here's a trick question probably nobody ever asked who was your predominant roommate when you still root like probably freshman sophomore you probably lived on campus and then maybe at, off campus there later who was your roommate
1: chris riles he was my left tackle uh, we're still friends today we lived not too far apart we were actually roommates for four years that was that in an era where um uh, you were in a dorm the whole time and you had curfew. Now, guys don't even live in the dorm.
0: No. Uh,
1: with, you know, and no curfew. Uh,
0: That's not crazy.
1: the, the curfew is important.
0: Can you imagine the amount of money you two collectively, because Tony, coming out of college, you were the big sling and D. I mean, you were the guy. I mean, you were the guy. And, and, and Brett. Glanville thought you were the guy, I guess, but I mean, oh, I, no, you didn't I, think I was Ron, Ron, I Ron, Wolf, Ron Wolf knew you were the guy and went and got you. But can you imagine uh, if if the NIL would have been around when you guys played? I mean, on the caliber that you played it, you guys would have been seven figure NILs. I think.
1: Well, Tony would have would have broke the bank. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, this was at you know, and I, I'm not saying anything that you and Tony don't know or our listeners don't know, but Tony was the biggest thing in college football. Oh, I know. This this was in an era where there wasn't social media. You didn't have all the channels. Now you have instantaneous news. I mean, you you can you can read about every player in a, in a second on your phone. This was in an era where that wasn't the case. So if you were not in front of a TV or you were not in front of a TV that had cable, you you didn't know about Tony but everyone knew
0: about Tony. Oh yeah, it was on the remember he was on the uh on the cover of Sports right. Illustrated called The Incredible Bulk with like some fifty or sixty pound dumbbells after he just uh Yeah. Yeah. SI
2: was the SI like... was the really like the the leading sports authority oh, yeah. as far as print goes. And then you know, ESPN was in their early years probably online for sports, the leading authority. So yeah. if, if those are your two only really big sources that people go to, I mean it's and and then they start pushing you. It's like it's you can get pretty big, pretty branded, like at a, at a large scale. Now it's like by the after, if you're a story in the morning by the afternoon you're almost old news. Yeah. You're yeah, right. It's, it's to- great. They, are off
1: to, they are off to the next story.
0: And yeah. when I and when I had Tony on the very first time a couple of times ago, Tony was like he just kind of master manipulated the press a little bit. Kind of knew what they would eat up. Uh, specifically trained for the combine, had an unbelievable. Con- what, what did you run, Tony? A four six five.
2: Yeah. Four six four, four six five. <laughs> Jeez, at
0: three at three, what? 340? forty? Three oh eight. Three oh eight. Three oh eight. Okay, down a little bit. And did but, how many? Like I mean, a, th- a thousand a thousand a thousand thousand times at two twenty-five. <laughs> 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 like didn't you do like forty two? No, it was nine hundred and hundred and eighty. Wasn't oh, it what, what, but wasn't it like forty-two or something? <laughs> something 39. like thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. There's people today that go yeah you know like you ran the fastest 40 you ran you broke the bench press record i go i was like 16 reps off the bench press record
0: for the combine not now, now Brett, was, how good of a combine did you have uh
1: well i wasn't able to participate in most of it because i uh several weeks actually a month or two before my last college football game was the east west shrine game out at stanford and i got Got probably the worst football injury of my career. That game, I had uh, a guy fall on me and, and jam my hip, and was diagnosed with a vascular necrosis. Believe it or not,
0: kind of like that's the uh, Bo Jack- isn't that the Bo Jackson yeah. injury? Yeah.
1: And uh, and it bothered me on and off my whole career, and I had my hip replaced in January. Finally, uh, it finally gave out. Oh,
0: this uh, past, did this, did, past did this past January. Feel better?
1: Yeah, feels a lot better. I, I had in January uh, you know I was failed on my Green Bay physical. I was I was failed prior to the draft by several teams because I had to go through all kinds of tests. And uh, er, the consensus was with the people who said I or the people who failed me was that I wouldn't play three years with it mm-hmm. with that hip. Well, I ended up playing 20
2: but it did give out. Some pretty good good years too. Yeah,
0: you yeah, had yeah. some pretty decent years, Fav. I mean, yeah. you know, you uh, oh, did okay. Actually, a
2: couple, couple of pretty good decades.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you've how many times did you f- f- throw for 4,000? I forget. I get Ten? You know, what's interesting
1: about my career is I didn't – I threw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. But I didn't throw for a lot of yards in games or a lot of touchdowns. If that, mm-hmm. I know it doesn't make sense. But guys, even even during my era, guys threw for 400 yards, and in some cases, 500 yards. 300 was a, was a given with mo- most quarterbacks.
0: Yeah.
1: I could probably count one finger the times I threw for 400 yards.
0: Seriously. Might have been the time in Oakland, maybe after your dad, but what, was it that yeah. one? That was the most incredible game, farve I think I've ever seen any quarterback ever play. You were just in a different A whole nother app, just a whole different league.
1: Well, you know, uh, I
0: I appreciate that. Passion, drive, and patience. That's mintmobile.com forward slash bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash bubba.
2: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: And I'm well aware of the fact that probably the best game I ever played in my career was just happened to be after my father passed away. Big Irv. That's the way I wanted it. I didn't, obviously the circumstances I wish were a lot different, but the pressure on that game on me the self-induced pressure was by far worse than any game, including Super Bowl, including the return of the Packers uh, when I was with Minnesota. None could compare to the pressure that I felt that I was under to to honor my father and and play at a. I mean, just the fact that I played. I knew that he would want me to play, and there was no question that he would have kicked me in the ass had I not played.
0: Oh, if you would have been crybaby Willie, or he would have just absolutely tore you it was, Get your ass in that ball game, and don't worry about me. And he would his, have haunted me forever. He would have. He would have <laughs> haunted. You would have thrown four picks if you would even Next game, the next game when you got done, you would have thrown four picks, a couple pick sixes. Come that kind of nonsense. Dion Dion told me to ask you about the pick six that he got on you in Lambeau. Which one? (laughs) The one, I think it was, might've been the, was real cold and, and he ran. Yeah, There was one in
1: in Green Bay. We actually beat the stuffing out of Dallas. That was probably, I think my only win against Dallas, but go figure. I mean, I think we beat him like 40 something. Oh, you
0: did. It was like 40 to, to like, yeah. Anyway, Dion has but, invited Dion his... doesn't
1: care about that. Oh no, All he, he doesn't he, 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 he didn't remember he didn't remember
0: any of that. And he doesn't remember about like he, he he prides himself on not being a tackler. Like he said he he's if once they get to him, it's it's he's done tackling, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean he
0: contact, no. I can remember a couple times Edgar Bennett coming right at him and Dion would just, you know, kinda kinda cocoon up a little bit. Well Dion and
1: I were together in Atlanta and we're we're still dear friends today and uh we always laugh about my year in Atlanta, but also Dion, just being Dion. So, like maybe doing a TV timeout or something, I'd walk over and say, "Why don't you make that tackle?" He said, "He called me Country."
0: Right, Country, Country time. He
1: said, "He said Country, they don't pay me to tackle."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he has invited. He's invited Tony and I to come out. Uh, Y'all get, should go. I'm, t- I'm trying to get Tony to talk into. We were all, you know, we we're all taken care of and everything. And uh, and boy, they lost. Boy, they lost. Y'all were in
2: the same draft, Tony, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. To- Tony was second. I was
2: drafted around four Hall of Famers.
0: <laughs> yeah. Listen to this. Number one in '89 was Aikman. Number two was Tony. Three was uh, was um, Barry. Uh, Barry Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Four wow. four was Dion. And five. No, was no. Four was Derek. Derek. Thomas. And then Dion was and fifth. Five was Dion? Yeah. Wow, and Tony got what four point four million total, yeah. Tony. Over four, and then he got ago. in trouble because he called Green Bay a village. He got in trouble and got got the people on Green Bay so mad at him because he called him a village.
2: They had sold <laughs> newspapers.
0: <laughs> he goes, I don't uh, know where fucking Green Bay is. Is it a village? You know what? I made up for
2: it like a month later because I said every village needs a village idiot.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Uh, Brett uh, Brett Favre on our uh, past Packers podcast with Tony Mandrits and myself. Uh, Brett, I gotta I gotta thank you so much for for spending some time with us and and I know you got a lot going on and stuff like that. How's your? Are you still? Are you doing any more of that concussion stuff? Because we talked to your doctor uh, a little bit. Are you getting back? Get back on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I'd love to talk about my legal issues. Yeah, uh, I would
0: I would too because you got to understand, Brett. I have been sued three times for defamation of character because I'm, you know, a shock jock and say a bunch of shit. And, uh, I'm three and zero. am I'm three. I've never lost. Right. And, and yeah, I got
1: two defamations pending right now. We're waiting on the judge that, the uh, that we have sued. Uh, uh, and we're waiting on a judge to either throw it out or grant, a, grant uh, grant a
0: hearing. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, and, and then the, the civil lawsuit that the state has filed, which is much of bullshit. My, you know, All of it's bullshit. A yeah, uh, but you know, I'm, until I get out of it, I can't talk about, yeah, about it. Yeah, and I'm not trying to issue a gag order.
0: I not trying to take you down that road, either, but my friend and any, I, I'd and,
2: love to go down that road and explain my side. Well, when not, you can,
0: not, when you can, let wait, us let let me and Tony problem. have the scoop on well, the deal. we can we, well,
2: we can, we can do that. They, Yeah, they only want. I mean, you know, I, sh- I can't say per specific, but in general, it seems like. If somebody wants a narrative out there th- the media will make that narrative happen and they don't yeah. care if it's real or if it's fake or what it is you know no, no you're absolutely
1: stuff. right the stuff that's been said about me
2: oh and, i've heard
0: and, some and of it can, i can't horrible. Defend
1: myself. right you know you you would think that uh you know i'm the worst thing since whatever i mean
2: no nah, i don't know I, I don't think I don't think as many. I don't think that as the masses think that. I, really I don't think you. Don't. Yeah,
0: Brad. I don't think you understand that. Really, the 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 regular working guy out there that reads the paper and can form his own opinion. I think they can see this railroad bullshit for what it is. I really do. I mean, you, you well, I know. hope
1: so. I hope so. And and you know, again, it's a civil suit, so they're.
0: Oh. Uh, so yeah. it's just it's just a bunch of bullshit is what it is and i can't wait for one of these days for you to have some closure on it and be able to talk about it but uh
1: yeah uh, my my attorney Eric Kirschman, is actually in Israel uh, he he has a, he lives in Israel and uh, Austin Texas so i'm i'm hoping I'm he, hope he's okay i'm hoping he can get out
0: yeah right That's a real I, I
1: I reached show. I reached out to him he said he's safe um but Total chaos over there, as you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, just a total shitstorm over there. I mean.
1: You know, he's not able to. There's nothing going on with the case right now. I've learned the legal system is like two snails racing. (laughs)
0: We, Le- <laughs> the, the legal systems are uh, slower than John Jerkovic's 40 time. <laughs> Although I love, I love, I loved, enough. I loved, Jer- I, loved, hey, I, loved him, this, I loved him and if him and Robert crap, Brown, like, man. I loved those two dudes. They were great.
2: I, you know, cause I remember John Jerkovic yeah. and if you looked at him, and looked at his body he wouldn't
1: he would be a football player
2: he would be like there's no way that guy like he has no business being on the field absolutely watch him play you're like holy smokes this guy can I play tell that. people
1: that all the time uh, yeah. you know looking the part and playing the part right. you're
2: always... agreed
0: hey i That's saw real. a guy in 2005 he was a star- he was listed as the starting running back he was a rook and he was named Sam Con Gatto or Gato or yeah, something. I, yeah. I, I'd never heard of that guy, Brett. No one did. I mean, like, was he was he was, like, he, was uh, he good? He was from Liberty. Yeah, he was, he from, was, he was good. Well, he, I, I never saw him past that.
1: Oh. Uh, yeah, he was good. I don't think he had a long career, but, but man, he he was like shot out of a cannon when he when he got a, an open field.
0: In your last year, oh seven, I think there were both the rookie running backs. Both starters were rookies in oh seven. Your last year, yeah. You know, and ironically, my best
1: year statistically was that last year.
0: I know you were thirteen and th- I think thirteen and three, right?
1: I had like 33 touchdowns and nine picks or something. Which yeah, a
0: four thousand like four forty one hundred and fifty five yards, yeah. some something like that. And uh, I
1: made it. You know what what happened with that is that I made it tougher for the Packers management to part ways with me. If that makes sense, um, had I had a bad year, it would have been easy to say, "We'll trade you if you want to play. We'll trade you. We'll just cut you." But when I had a really good year, we lost the championship game. Um, I knew that they wanted to go in a different direction with Aaron, and I was okay with it. Uh, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I wasn't so sure I wanted to play at the end of that year. I was devastated by the loss. Right. But yeah.
0: So, but but didn't they handle it? Kind of. I I heard, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under, under the bus. Nobody's there that was there when you were there. But somebody, I I think maybe even heard it from you or they kind of like, it was disrespectful on how they handled you. And like one day you went to go there and your key card just didn't work. Like they didn't even really tell you that. Like,
1: yes, yes. But I, but I think both sides had, if had we got a chance to do it over again, we would do it different. I think I'll be honest with you. I think it, it, it opened the door and cleared up a way for future instances to, to you know to do it the right way
0: might have maybe paid paid the past yeah you
1: know for example right they they mutually now had had my situation I worked the way it did and it, it worked out in a, in a more civil way um uh, would it would it, i have ended up with the jets what i i don't know uh, but you know both sides were at fault you know, I'm not going to blame them. Uh, you know, there. Of course, I feel like that there are some things they could have done different. Uh,
2: nice.
1: I didn't know I was going to play. That was the bottom line. I, I didn't know I was under contract, and I, I, honestly, I was not obligated to say to them or to anyone, "I'm going to play" or "I'm not going to play," until the day, day one of the training camp. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the that's the truth. So. Uh, I was pressured for an answer. And in March, I could, I honestly say I was committed to coming back to the team. No, you know, uh, there was a lot of factors that, but you know, it's like, I always use the example and I think people can relate to this. think back to grade school, your 12 years of grade school and you know, you get out of school middle of May, 1st of June, somewhere like that. You start back somewhere in August or after Labor Day. So come March or April, you're kind of chomping at the bits for the summer to get there. You're, right. You're
0: you ready to get the hell out of there.
1: Then, at, you know, a week or two before the school season starts again, you kind of get the itch to go back. I mean, right. you, you got got run, summer's running scores. Uh, you kind of ready to get back? New classes, new new checks. Don't
0: new forget, class, the, don't maybe. forget the checks. We're kind of you know good. Yeah. Might my best yeah. new girls moved yeah. in.
1: Well, if you play sports, you're looking forward to sports kicking back up again. Yeah. Well, pro football is the same way. You have an off season. That's the summer break. As Soon as the season's over, you can't wait to get home. You know, you go go do whatever it is you choose to do as the season gets closer and closer, you kind of get that itch. Like, I'm ready to play. That was the case with me. Uh, And so, when I made a commitment to not play or or said I was not going to play, I was in that phase where the season had just finished. Uh,
0: And you are over it, it probably. I'm over it.
1: uh, Yeah, it was a devastating loss. The last thing I wanted to think about was the following upcoming
2: season. So, but it is
0: what it is. And so, oddly enough, I think, Tony, you blocked for Peyton, did you not? Brett brought up Peyton, didn't yeah. you? Didn't Yeah, you?
2: Harbaugh, when I went to Indy, uh, Harbaugh was there my first year, and then they drafted Peyton, and then Peyton was there my second and third year. We actually played you guys, I think. Yeah. Uh, super, you guys were 10-0 and 0 coming into Indy. Yeah, y'all beat us. Yeah, we were like one and six.
0: They got that damn RCA. It, it, d- it
2: was like it was a high score. It was like forty-one thirty-eight or something, but we're talking after the game. But it was just crazy because we're just tearing up the league. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was awesome. But let me ask you this because i I've, I've always been curious about this because this guy is a guy that I respect a lot, and I always felt was the total package. And I got to play against him three times. But what was and everybody knows what kind of a player he was. What was Reggie White like as a teammate?
1: Oh, he was unbelievable! Greatest guy, greatest guy. Uh, you know, he he was a larger-than-life figure on and off the field. I think yeah. I am so respected by players and and non-players, uh, enemies, rivals. Everybody respected the heck out of him. I don't. I I never. Well, first of all, Reggie never gave a reason for anyone to hate him. Maybe you hated playing against him, right. but you didn't hate him as a guy when he came to green bay of course i knew about reggie played against him knew, knew what kind of player he was got sacked got but sacked, I'll, got, I'll sacked got,
0: got sacked by him a few times
1: <laughs> yeah uh, i'll be honest with you i was by, my before he joined us in the locker room uh, you know where he was part of the family i was i have to admit i was Really intimidated and unsure of how how do I talk to Reggie? How, how do I approach him? Is he gonna be you know nice? Is he is, is he gonna be approachable? All these things went through my mind. And I'm I'm sure other players maybe had the same feelings. But right away he came in, he started doing imitations of Bill Cosby and uh uh Oh, who who else? He, he he did imitations of all kinds of guys. Howard Cosell, um, and he was good. Um, and he he was one of those guys. And I tell this. He never would tell a dirty joke, but he would laugh at one.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my he was the biggest kid
1: to be so imposing. Yeah. You know, after a while, you had to. I had to pinch myself as as games were. Were played and and we we moved on to the next game. I would have to pinch myself and say that's the same guy who was doing the imitations in the locker room. Right, right.
0: Uh, I'm good. You know, throwing I'm throwing tackles around. I'm good friends with a guy named Ty J Armstrong. He played tight end for the. Bucks down here and predominantly a blocking tight end and then I think eventually Bubba Franks ended up down here didn't he uh, in Tampa or I I, I think I don't remember where he ended up but Uh, anyway I think that's who Ty J May got replaced by but Ty J is you know starting tight end and it's a it's a play kind of going opposite direction Reggie's I think Reggie's on the left side and so Ty J said, well, you know, I got a pretty good block on him. But Reggie Reggie would be known to take a playoff or two if, if he knew it might have been run opposite side. You know, so this is what it was. So Ty J got a real good block on him. He said he got a pretty good block on him. And Ty J started cussing and saying all that, saying, you ain't, you ain't shit, Reggie. I got you, buddy. 92 ain't nothing. And he said all Reggie did would look at him at... God bless you, 89. God bless you. And then he was sad. He went and put the hunt move on him three times in a row. Ty J got pulled out for looking like an idiot. And he said the worst thing that he ever did was to ever talk any smack to Reggie because he would bless you first and then would go amongst just to making you look stupid.
1: Well that I am I'll tell you my one of my favorite Reggie stories, and it's very similar to what you said. Uh we were in practice, training camp, first week of practice in pads. Uh, I think it was Hasselbeck who was, uh, was the quarterback in second or third offense. And Reggie, you know, you didn't want Reggie to go full steam in practice. I mean, you you want to get something accomplished. You knew it, you know. So Reggie has his shoulder pads unbuckled. He's got a jersey on, practice jersey. He's he's over there. On, he's lined up on the right tackle. And it happened to be John Yerkovic's brother, who we just drafted in the second round, Mirko Yerkovic, who looked the part. And you had to know Mirko and, and John. I mean, they were uh, they were like they were from New York. I don't know if they were from south side of Chicago, but, hey, you know, hey, F you. Right. Mirko is fresh out of Notre Dame, high draft pick. And we run a play. And I'm standing back there in the back and watch watching, and Mirko grabs Reggie and throws him down. And Reggie gets up, and Reggie says, Hey, Mirko, don't be holding me. (laughs) Mirko says, Hey, F you, Reggie. And I went, oh, boy. (laughs) Reggie Reggie doesn't say a word. But I was telling everybody back there with me, I said, look out. (laughs) So the funny thing about the story, you had to be there to see it. All of a sudden, I see Reggie buckle his sh- shoulder pad. <laughs> that, that was the... the
0: That was the, the ignition. Yeah, I mean,
1: Mirko's in the huddle. He doesn't see it. Right. So the next play, he just clobbers Marco and knocks down several of the linemen just to, just uh, chaos. Marco gets up and Reggie says, No, remember Mirko... God loves you. (laughs) Don't ever hold me again. I I, I thought. Now this is larger than life figure.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, what a great guy. You know what? Oddly enough, Brett, I have um, when Tony Dungy coached for the Bucks. You know how if you make the if you make the Pro Bowl squad, at least back in the day, they would pick um, the NFC like one of the NFC championship coaches to be coaching staff for the NFC Pro Bowl. And so, yeah, the losing team. So Tony Dungy got to be – Tony Dungy was the the head coach for Reggie's last Pro Bowl. Well, he brought his staff, which, you know, his equipment managers and stuff like that from Tampa, which I all knew. And they all knew I was Packer fans. So I actually have a pair of Reggie's – the last pants that he ever wore as a, as a football player was the 2000 Pro Bowl pants – and I got him – got, Dion got him signed for me. But I have his 2000 Pro Bowl NFC pants. Wow. I, ha, I have them, and I really am thinking about maybe getting a hold of his wife because, I, I mean, I you probably couldn't put a price on them, and secondly, I wouldn't want to sell them. But I bet you his wife would like – I'd like to give them to her. I, I mean, that, that's yeah, or
1: just – his two kids, Jeremy or Jacoby. Yeah,
0: I mean, because they're literally the last pair of, of game-worn – pants is their father ever wore i'd love to give them to him you know
1: yeah i don't know how to get in touch with him but that, i think that would be a uh a nice gesture
0: and he signed it reggie white corinthians 113 dion saw him at uh at Derek brooks's golf tournament down here and dion was staying with me i'm like dion can you can you i, I know you're not a fanboy or nothing but can you get D signed it's like sponge now you got me having people sign stuff come on <laughs> <laughs> but but uh Listen, I speak on behalf of Tony, and and we were contemplating if we could ever get you. And uh, I told Tony, I, Tony, that I had you on once before, and you're working out some stuff, and and that you know that I'm friend, not foe, and you probably do the show, and I appreciate you doing that for us. Yeah. But
1: well, I was looking looking forward to it, I, uh, especially with Tony. Uh, I had seen or talked to Tony in a long time. Look how so. good
0: he! Look how good he looks. I mean, he looks oh, he, he, great. he looks a little old, <laughs> he but he looks pretty damn good, right? A little. And i look still, real still still hitting it in the weight room aren't you Tony? I'm still hitting I, I don't want I'm afraid to stop
2: moving. Yeah, I I yeah. agree. I had back surgery in May.
0: I thought you had yeah. hip you had hip and back?
1: Yeah, and my back still giving me issues. I never had back issues when I played. Right. Um, and up until 2 years ago, I didn't have any issue. Right. I was running half marathons, I was biking 100 miles. Uh I mean just Feeling like great, a million bucks. Yeah, and then, uh, the rails came off, man. Where,
0: you got to wear that copper stuff that you promote. <laughs> well, they they
1: suspended the relationship until.
0: Oh God, whatever. Well, I, this is this is, this is when I'd be doubling down on my Farb dollar if I was an advertiser. I'd be like, you know what? Let's du- let's, let's, let's but double but down on our Farb Farb. CEO
1: is a really good guy, and he said, you know, we're just going to take a pause. And I'm like, the people who are bitching. And complaining, don't buy a fit.
0: No, no. Right. Guys like me, <laughs> average dude, you know, has got a tweaked out knee. And I'm going to, hey, oh, my God, Brett Favre. And uh, and uh, God, that was the guy from San Fran, uh, Jerry Rice. Yeah. yeah. Those those two dudes, uh, they're good enough for me. I don't yeah, care. Pretty, good <laughs> yeah, pretty good players. Yeah, pretty good players. Well, you know, you know,
1: I'll tell you a funny story about Copperfit. fit. I, I had a long, good relationship with him. And the stuff does work to a point. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So I'm hitting golf balls one day out at the local golf course on the range. And a guy comes up. I knew he didn't know. I couldn't remember his name. And uh, he says, hey, just like you, hey, Far, mm-hmm. does that copper fit stuff really work? And I said, what's, your, w- what's the issue? He said, well, I got an ACL and an MCL tear. I'm like, go do it, uh, see a damn doctor and get have surgery. It's it's not gonna help that. So it'll help, you know, typical aches and pains, tendonitis, stuff like that. But
0: it's not gonna do widespread surgery like that kind I of got three herniated discs with that back. <laughs> I got an oh, L L-, no. L six, seven right. and eight going running wild. I went can I need some, some kind of infusion Maybe a
2: fusion deal. would help, but that's right. <laughs> Brett, 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 that expectation level is ridiculous. Brett,
0: with yeah. the Javon Walker kid, uh, had he not gotten, would he have been good? Had, had he had he, would he have not been done...
1: great. He would have been great. You know, he had a terrible injury, came back, had some success, but he was never the same. Could have been great.
0: What about uh, Mike Sherman versus Mike Holmgren? You play with them almost the same, Yeah, think... both, both were really good coaches.
1: Uh, I would give the 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 edge of Mike Holmgren, who I said was the greatest coach I ever played for. He And and I'm speaking offensively, but he was a hard ass. People don't know that about him. Uh,
0: oh, I think we he, could see it on the sidelines. A lot of times he was cussing but, you up and down.
1: Uh, no, I'll never <laughs> forget one year I came home and I, my grandmother, God bless her soul, uh, called her mom, So she always would cook me breakfast every morning. So I'd go down to her, her trailer. She had a trailer by us. And I go sit in the trailer. We we had a great relationship. We're sitting there talking about she had dogs and cats. She had cats up in the cup. <laughs>
0: I'd go and get a bowl of cereal. it would be a kitty cat. <laughs> I'd open
1: it and the cat would come out. Um, but that's, that's not the story. You know,
0: Mississippi, else. Mississippi stuff, you know,
1: I, I mean, all, you got a cat in the, in the cabinet. Oh yeah. That's me, me. Yeah, Don't me, worry me. me. I'm like, okay.
0: Oh my gosh. But I,
1: she said, she says one day, she says, that home seems like a nice fellow.
2: <laughs> and I
1: said, well, he can be, he, but I didn't want to tell her that he could rip ass and it ripped mine numerous times. Yeah, I had him pegged. So after a while, I'm, I'm one of those that kind of learns people's mannerisms and uh, the you know, little nuances that they right. Mike Holmgren would come into the team meeting every morning and take his glasses off and put them on a the podium. Asses were going to get ripped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Farb, did you ever say like you know? I mean, on the I don't know hundreds and hundreds of good games that you had. Did he ever like, would he, would he, would he, you know, attaboy it as well, though? Or was was it always like my dad? Like Irv.
1: Long on ripping ass and short on (laughs) after.
2: Hey, but you know what's crazy is how many head coaches came out of his staff. Oh, I I know. I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable. And then he
0: came out of the Bill Walsh deal. So it just all kind of, you know, that's kind of the way it is nowadays.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. remember uh Brett cuz you were there. I, I mean I'm I don't know you probably don't remember we had met in the locker room where, right when you got traded. Yeah. Did you I don't know if you remember. I don't remember that. Yeah. You remember that? And yeah. um it was off season and uh but I remember Gruden was kind of like and Bubba and I've talked about this before. Yeah. He was like low man on the totem pole. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember he was literally cutting film for each position?
1: Yeah, I mean, like
2: he was, when they used to, he was a grinder. He was a grinder, man. I really was. It was cool I, to watch I, his whole career, right? I, yeah, I know we Blake. can't really
0: really talk about it probably too much. I'm supposed to have him on the air one of these days, Tony, know, uh, with us, but. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna go any further with it. So like, but that guy got the raw deal. They really, oh, hell yeah. they, they really just, you know, they cherry, so obvious, they, cherry, so they, cherry so they cherry picked, you know, that's that really disappoints me in the league. It really does. I think he's gonna win his, uh, oh, I think so I too. Hope so. I hope he I wins have, all have, the have, money. Have, yeah,
2: I mean, what a great coach. Great yeah.
1: guy. He and I have a great relationship. I love him to death.
0: Love him. Right. It he was, was unfair. What, what a he hell did. of a coach, too. Oh, my God. Did he yeah, ever rip you a new? Ass? Did
1: he rip you a new ass before? Far no, not Gruden. Gruden, like Tony said, he was low man on the totem pole, and I mean it, the lowest man. on For real,
0: office. like no, no, he was no, only a
1: couple of years older than me.
0: Right, yeah. And he, he was and at Tony, maybe the
1: same the, age.
2: He was at the facility probably twenty hours a day. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's when it was. I mean, think about even now, how many players remember like that? There was somebody actually cutting tape, like. Film to you know for offensive line side angle and end zone angle, Not, you know, tight and wide, all that. Yeah. I mean, you do that manually.
1: And I think of all the people in the world that's done that, he was the only one who loved it. <laughs>
0: right, right. I, I met um, uh, Dr. Diaco, Dr. Joe Diaco was a longtime coach here, longtime a uh, physician here, uh, at the Buccaneer, and um, he, he was the physician for when. Um, uh, when, uh, Chucky was the coach here and I used to get on the air at like the time, remember when dungie came back from 40 and beat him and we, we had a song called Chucky was Tony's bitch. And we were just, and we would just, you know, just really raise hell with him and stuff. And so I'm on the radio. How talk. are you going
2: to get him on the show? Oh, oh, no, I, we can't,
0: we can cause, cause, cause we can So. Um, I was on the I'm the, the Howard Stern of, of Tampa, kind of. And so we would have all these songs about, you know, when, when they would lose and things like that. Well, I never seen him, And I was at uh, Dan Diaco, Coach Diaco's uh, uh, um, son's birthday party. And there's Gruden. And he makes a bean. He, he finds out that I'm Bubba the Love Sponge. And I'm the guy on the radio that talks this shit. And he comes right up to me and he goes, So, are you that guy on the radio? I go, Yeah. And he goes, I hear your smart ass stuff every once in a while, not too good. And <laughs> then just walked, <laughs> just just walked away. I was like, man, I think I'm, I'm I, I don't know if I'm welcomed here or not. But uh, he was uh, he was I I really really admire him. He's a great guy, and and you know Tony yeah. Dungy. Tony Dungy's a great guy too. I've he's we've yeah, had he him in the studio. Went in the Hall of Fame together. Oh, right? did you?
1: Nice, just a class act. I mean, you, I, you can't say a bad thing. Is Holmgren,
0: is is it is Holmgren in the Hall of Fame?
1: No, but he should.
0: He sh- him and Sterling. I mean.
1: Yeah. That's two, to me. I mean, I can't believe that they're not in.
0: Two of the greatest Packers in our lifetime, you know. Absolutely. You know. And then
1: he was great at Seattle.
0: Yeah. not Cleveland, not so much. But you can't, nobody can fix Cleveland. You I can't mean, judge that,
1: him on Cleveland.
0: <laughs> no. You can't judge anybody on Cleveland. I mean, you know True. what? Uh, anyway, listen. I know that you got to go out and do some more weed whacking and uh, and 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 fertilizer and sprinkling and all that kind of stuff. But thank you, Hey, Brett. Tell tell Tony how fun, much fun we'll have if we get to go to Colorado. He's he's the holdup on the deal. I got it all done.
2: You'll learn to
1: dance, Tony.
2: <laughs> oh shit!
0: <laughs> I might leave a hamstring on. on yeah. Well,
1: that's. I, I didn't think about that. You're right. Maybe maybe a.
0: Far, Maybe a two, yeah. You're one of the high-profile guys that haven't been seen out there yet. Although, boy, he took he took one this week on this this past weekend. I I feel yeah. Bad.
1: Well, you know, I mean, I mean, they've already
2: exceeded what they have zero wins
0: One, one, one. one. one win yeah, one. Last year. one they are what
2: four and three now?
0: Yeah, and if he wins two what more, is, if he wins two more, he's bowl eligible, and you know, every bowl that has attendance issues are gonna. You know he'll have his oh, pick the bowl. Yeah. You know, like the, the the whatever. Bowl. If he doesn't win another
1: one, they're gonna make him bowl eligible. I was gonna somehow. say five
0: <laughs> five can be bowl <laughs> eligible all of a sudden. They'll you make know, a new bowl. You know what, uh, Brett? I got and it's pretty cool. In t- in 2020, right in the middle of COVID, in June, Brady had just signed with the Bucks, and Dion calls me up and said his him and Shador are gonna be at this high school in Tampa, and with with Brady, and so I got a. I got I got some videotape and I got to watch Brady kind of giving Shador some instructional kind of deals which was pretty cool and then then um, Tom Brady was throwing passes to Dion so that was pretty cool too and pretty surreal
1: that is, that so, is.
0: alright well listen I threw, I
1: threw passes to Dion too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Hey, did you ever when you were when you were Atlanta, you know, second string? Did you have to go first string against first string D and go against him?
1: Yeah, I never completed a pass except to him. Right
0: I mean, to him. I try
2: to go after was, him every play. Who
0: was the starting quarterback
2: in Atlanta then?
0: Chris Miller. That's right. Chris Miller. Then yeah. it was then it was after that it was Jeff George, wasn't it? Yes, I think hey, so. Yeah. After Dion went to San Fran or something, it ended up being Jeff George. That's a yeah, nice we, I,
1: mean, I played against Dion in college, too, uh, my freshman, sophomore year.
0: Um, yeah. You beat him. You year. guys beat him.
1: Well, we beat him my junior year. He was gone, but Leroy Butler was still there. Yeah, um,
2: Leroy was good.
1: But at the first play of the game my sophomore year in Tallahassee, I rolled to the left and throw one, hit Dion right smack in the middle <laughs> of the numbers, and he
2: goes untouched.
0: Did he do that clown? Did he do that that Walter Payton oh, stiff yeah,
2: stiff leg? He yeah, he's, yeah, he's the best athlete I've ever seen in oh, person, without question. Yeah. He and Bo
1: Jackson. I um, never got
2: to watch Bo like in person, but Dion in person was the best I've ever seen. He like glided across the field. Yeah, he 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 made running look so easy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and when he picked six two man, he'd tell you about it, wouldn't he? Well, <laughs> he
1: one, when he was with Dallas and Green Bay. He, you know, I. It's kind of like running out a fly ball in in Major League Baseball. You know they're going to catch it, but you got to run it out. I mean, you don't have to, but But you got to. You
0: got to attempt to head that direction. So when
1: he picks it off, there's no way I'm going to catch it, and I have the angle, but there's no way. (laughs) But Holmgren's going to rip my ass if I don't run after him. So I run at about the five yard line. He slows up. And baits me Now I know I'm not going to get him He but, knows I'm not going to get him But you got gotta,
0: gotta to make right it look when good.
1: Get, Right when I get close he hops across the goal line I'm like damn
2: Really Why'd I mean, you make me run that far like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> oh listen Hey uh, he called you country time Did he not country time
2: Yeah
1: country time
0: So uh, Brett, Brett Favre our guest today And uh, thank you so very much Brett, and, Brett well, Thanks man and, it was
2: great to see you
0: you too. And uh, as things as things sort out for you, and and when you win and win and when you can talk about stuff or not talk about stuff or just talk about football, whatever, love to have well, you uh, again, I'll my come friend. Come back
1: on, we'll have we'll have a blast.
0: We'll have a mostly. we can we'll have a, we'll have a, 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 a turn the stones over or whatever. Yeah, but exactly. uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Brett, I, we I we you. certainly really really appreciate you going on our past Thank Packers you. podcast both and uh both and, soon again. yeah we will and and yes. and hopefully you're all healed up from your hip and your back and all that kind of stuff and uh and we'll be victorious when we talk to you again next time my friend yeah, looking forward to it thank you right, thank buddy. you so much brett Bye. we'll see you man you. bye-bye all right. All right. be good thank you guys